What's up? It's your boy Enigma. And have you ever watched a movie you loved from your childhood recently and thought, what the f was I thinking? Past and Present is a podcast revisiting those awkward times, asking, does your favorite movie stand the test of time? Or is it utter trash now? The latest episode starts now. With Thor, Love and Thunder set to drop today or tomorrow, depending on when you hear this, I decided let's take a stroll down memory lane and talk about where it all began in the first Thor that came out in 2011. What's up? It's your boy Enigma back with another past and present episode. And today I want to talk about the difference between Thor now and Thor then. And so if you remember... I normally do movies based off in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s, something when I was younger. So this is going to be a little different since this movie only came out 11 years ago, but the character Thor has changed so much since then. This was my favorite Thor movie, and I don't think it's going to change after hearing the reviews of Love and Thunder. I just... This was a more complete Thor movie, in my opinion. It basically had a serious Thor, not the comedy central Thor that we're starting to get now. I mean, when I look at it, Ragnarok, (laughs) and I know I'm in the minority on this, but Ragnarok was awful. It was just terrible. I mean, it just took a character with a serious tone and basically made him a bumbling idiot. And from what I hear... With the new Thor movie, he's even worse than (laughs) Ragnarok. So, I mean, I'm still going to go see it because that's what I do. But I'm not really too sure I'm going to like it. Now, I know what you're going to say. There's a lot of characters in the MCU that are funny. And there's nothing wrong with having a little humor. And I know that Tony Stark in the comics wasn't nowhere close to where um, he is in the MCU. But... The difference between this and Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor, Thor came into the MCU as a serious character. He came in with a serious tone, serious character traits, and he had a little quirk here and there, but it wasn't nothing, you know, just over the top like it is now. Whereas Tony Stark and them came in the MCU the way that they were, and with Tony Stark, who eventually died in Endgame, That's a spoiler for those who haven't seen Endgame, which if you haven't, shame on you. But Tony Stark was consistent. The Guardians of the Galaxy were consistent. Thor was not. He's really the one MCU character. Well, him and his brother Loki, which I'll talk about here too, that are just inconsistent throughout the MCU series. And that kind of sucks. I mean, if he would have came in there as a bumbling idiot in comedic tone, maybe I would have liked him more i don't know and maybe i would have liked ragnarok ragnarok actually was nominated for best comedy picture so i just wanted to throw that out there do you think the first thor was ever nominated for best comedy picture not even close anyways let's talk about how i thought about thor when i first saw it back in 2011 past So I saw this movie in theaters, and one of the things that I first thought of when I saw it, this Thor is awesome. And when I'm talking about this Thor, I'm not talking about the entire picture. What I'm talking about is Chris Hemsworth. I thought 
he was the perfect casting. I mean, the fact that he had the build, he had the muscular build, the blonde hair. This guy looked the part of Thor. And Adventures in Babysitting, I guess, was the best Thor that we had before that. And then he was just really a mechanic, if you recall. But this Thor, I thought, was perfectly cast. I thought Chris Hemsworth had the build. He had the look. I even liked the suit that they used in the movie. And even in the little uh, ceremonial outfit he was wearing, he had the winged helmet. I thought that this Thor was great. Just the whole feel, the overall look of him, awesome. This is also the first of the MCU movies. This is the fourth one, actually. But it's the first one to actually go off-world so before all we really saw was a lot of earth stuff this one we got to see asgard and i say this is the fourth mcu movie i'm lying because to me the first incredible hulk was the first mcu movie i understand that they wanted iron man to start it off they disregard that first hulk movie like it didn't exist but it did we saw it Ang Lee's Hulk, it's out there. And in my opinion, since they used the same general from that movie into this movie, into the the uh, new Hulk movie, that's the first one. So, it's five to me, but in MCU terms, it is actually the fourth one. So, it's the fourth film we finally got to see Asgard. And the visuals were nice for the time. They really showed us a whole nother place. I mean, it was more like a sci-fi event when you really look at it i understand that the other movies were too but nothing to this level i mean this was just great cgi this was just great to see all the costumes the characters you were actually in a whole new world for a little bit of the movie of course everything moves to earth and they just pulled a tatooine and what i mean by that is star wars for some reason cannot get us the hell off of tatooine everything revolves around tatooine i'm tired of seeing dirt okay move to another universe and i think obi-wan kenobi did that but this movie fell victim to that too um this also had loki and one of the things i liked about loki was it wasn't a surprise to me that he was the bad guy because if you've read the comics you already know that he's the the trickster god and he does stupid things like this so it wasn't a big surprise but what i thought was going to happen was the Frost Giants were going to be the main bad guys. And you would see how Loki went from, you know, loyal to his brother to where he ended up at the end of the movie. You would kind of see that transition and then Loki would be brought back to be the main villain in that movie. But it didn't happen. Loki became the villain in this one. We found out the Frost Giants were just basically puppets being played by Loki. And it was all just an elaborate scheme to get into his father's good grace. And I like that. I like the fact that Loki had this plan made up and he really played the role because before that, when you watched him, he really looked like he was loyal to Thor. Who lit the Frost Giants in? Nobody knew. And we find out that it was revealed it was Loki. And I like that. I like the whole point of Loki was the one running the scam the entire time. He became the Loki we knew from the comic books, and him and his brother fought, and it really honestly wasn't even close because we all know Thor is much more powerful, but Thor kind of held back because that was his brother. So I like that whole family dynamic in that aspect. I think this movie, one of the things <laughs> that I, well, I wouldn't say bothered me, but I think that this movie went a little too fast when it came to Thor and Jane Foster. 
I thought it just, I don't know, it just felt unnatural that they would fall in love that quick. And I understand it is a superhero movie, that's what they do, but it just seemed like it was way too quickly in this one. I mean, I don't even know how long Thor was there, maybe for a few days. And he's already fallen in love with Jane Foster to the point where after they destroy the Bifrost at the end, he's going up to Heimdall and asking, you know, is she okay? How does she look? And things like that. I mean, that was a bit obsessive for somebody you just met a few days ago. And this may have been longer than a few days. I don't know. But I know it wasn't no longer than a month. <laughs> um, my favorite scene when I first saw it was when Thor regained his powers. He got the hammer... Milnor, I still can't say that hammer's name after all these years. Milnor, I think it's how you say it. I don't know. Okay, Thor's hammer. We're just gonna leave it at that because yeah, I can't. I still cannot say. I, matter of fact, fun story is, I actually sat here and listened to people say this so I can pronounce it correctly while doing this podcast. And as you can see, I still cannot say Milnor, Milnor, Milnir. I don't know. So when he got his hammer back, let's just leave it simple. And he got his powers back and he fought the little iron giant thing. I thought that was the best part of the movie because he's finally restored. We spent most of the movie without his powers. So we didn't really get to see Thor that much other than the beginning battle. And to see how strong he was and just how he just, this machine was basically tearing up everything. And Thor pretty much took him out with ease. I thought that was the best part of the movie. And of course, I did not think Loki died at the end of the movie. It was just, superhero movies are always like that. And I understand we were still early in on the Marvel aspect, the MCU portion of it. But I knew he wasn't dead. And then, of course, the first, um, well, not the first, but the cut scene at the end credit scenes, I guess you would call it. The reveal that Loki was there and now he's messing with the uh, doctor's head, um, Eric Selvig. And we kind of see that this is building up to the Avengers. So, overall, it was a good entry. Keep in mind, though, we only had four movies into the MCU 5. And, <laughs> and so, this one, I enjoyed it because it finally took us off of Earth. And it's still my favorite Thor movie. And like I said, I'm sure it will still be my favorite Thor movie, even after Love and Thunder. Which... Honestly, I'm not really looking forward to seeing. But anyway, so I just recently watched this. So let's talk about what I think about it after this latest watch. Present. So remember when I said Thor looked great, that Chris Hemsworth basically lived the role. He looked perfect as Thor. Well, after seeing the dark-haired Thor as opposed to this all-blonde Thor, yeah, this Thor looks silly now. <laughs> I mean, I, if we could have the new look Thor and the old Thor, serious Thor, I think it would be perfect. But yeah, the all blonde thing didn't look well. Um, I think it didn't look well because you're so used to seeing the new Thor and he's been in uh, multiple movies since then. And this is the only movie that he's had the all blonde thing. So he looked kind of crazy. Back then when I first saw the movie, obviously he looked great. But looking at it now, yeah, I prefer the new look Thor. It's just, I'm not talking about the short haired Thor either. I'm talking about the long haired, dark haired Thor where everything is not bleached. Or, you know, it just looks a lot better. 
Um, the Thor here is obviously the most comic accurate looking Thor. At least he was with the winged tipped helmet, which I still think was very good. Um, again, this is the more serious Thor. And I like that and that fact because this is what Thor is. I had a few Thor comics growing up. I didn't have a lot, but I know that he's not this bumbling idiot that he's in Ragnarok and Endgame and all that. I mean, he just has... I don't know who decided to make this a comedy. And it's the same thing with Loki. I enjoyed Loki in this. I enjoyed Loki in the Avengers. But they just changed these characters and I guess Thor Dark World was the cause of that. So, Thor Dark World, it was a bomb. It wasn't a good movie. I'll even say it. It was a terrible movie. And it was so terrible, I guess, that they figured they needed to revamp the Thor characters and make them a comedy duo. And when I'm talking about duo, I'm talking about Thor and Loki. Bad mistake. I just don't understand why you would take this great character with these superpowers, with the seriousness that it was, and chop them into a bunch of bumbling idiots. So, I don't know. This movie also suffers from the old cliche of main characters' powers is gone. Now, if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, you'll know that I'm talking superhero movies and tropes and cliches. This is the one thing that I hate. I paid money to see Thor. I want to see Thor. Okay? I don't want to see mortal Thor. A guy who doesn't have any powers. He's just big and bulky. He can fight. He was able to fight and hold his own, but he's weak. He didn't have his powers. That's not Thor. That is a mortal Thor. Not a good Thor. But... This movie is the exception to that rule. And here's the reason why. The whole point of the movie was Odin's relationship with both of his sons. And just a true story here. I read that Anthony Hopkins really didn't care about the comic aspect of it. He didn't care about researching it. He was just interested in a father's relationship with his sons, which I thought was great. And it's not the first time Anthony Hopkins has done that. He's actually... Uh, the Transformers movie that he was in. He actually read the script and said he didn't know anything about the movie. He didn't understand any of it. He just went there and acted. So he has a habit of doing that, not really caring about source material or understanding. And he focused on the relationship, which I thought was great. So saying that, Thor had to be humbled. He was a hothead. He was an arrogant prick. Let's just be honest at the beginning of the movie. And when you took his powers away and made him immortal, he had to humble himself. He had to find something else to live for. He wasn't the god of thunder anymore. He was just now a regular, normal person, you know, who happens to have mus muscles everywhere and is a handsome-looking guy. I mean, <laughs> let's face it. So that's where he changed to. And through that and through the storyline, he was able to learn from that situation he was able to sacrifice his life for jane and his friends and he became worthy once again and just like when i was younger and i first watched the movie that is still a badass scene where he gets his hammer back i'm not even going to attempt to say the name anymore he gets his hammer back his armor comes back he fights the machine it's still my favorite scene after all these years um again this was the first one that went 
off-world. Now, if you look at the CGI now, it doesn't look as fantastic as it did back when the movie first came out. But it doesn't look George Lucas prequels bad, okay? It still looks pretty good. Not as good as I may have remembered it. But I think maybe we've had such impressiveness with high definition that now you're going to see some of these movies that we thought looked real good back when we saw it not look as stunning and then maybe because i've seen all the other stuff that's happened after that so it doesn't impress as much but it definitely did the first go round, and it did not this time also that happened in this movie was hawkeye's first appearance now when i was younger watching this movie i the Hawkeye I knew was the guy in the purple <laughs> costume. And so when they had Barton up there with his arrow, it never occurred to me that that was Hawkeye. I know they said his name and everything, but I wasn't a big Hawkeye guy. I just remember him on some of the old 8-bit video games wearing the little purple outfit and all that. I didn't know who this guy was. thought he was just a super soldier or something. But this was Hawkeye's first movie, so it was kind of neat to see it now, especially since you know these characters, a lot of these characters in this film. You know where what happens to them in the future and things like that. So to see it was actually pretty cool. Like, hey, look at Hawkeye. I can't believe I didn't know that was Hawkeye. Well, yeah, because I did not care for Hawkeye as a character back then. Like I said, if he wasn't on a video game, I wouldn't know anything about him because I never owned a Hawkeye comic book. And none of the comics I had had Hawkeye in it. So it was what it was. Also, while watching this movie, one thing that irked my nerves is, why would S.H.I.E.L.D. just let Thor go like that with no answers? They were interrogating him. Trying to find out who he was with, who he was running with, who, you know, was he trained by. They were thinking that he was a man for hire, which is funny because he's actually in that movie on Netflix as a, uh, a hired gun. So they thought he was one of them. And for some reason, when Eric Selvig came and just gave the little fake ID and all that type of stuff, they just bought it and let him go. Now, I know they still sent somebody to follow him, but I mean... You know, if you really thought this dude was some sort of terrorist or something, you know, more than that, there was no way that a government agency would just let this man go. And we'll just tail him for now, because if he was somebody big, he may have caused an explosion or, you know, carried out a terrorist plan. And you just sat there and let it happen because you let him go. You had the guy. You should have did a little more questioning, in my opinion. But it is what it is. I get it. Just a movie. I know. Move on. Loki, in my opinion, had a point that I really didn't understand Odin's thoughts in this. Now, you were fighting the Frost Giants all this time, and Loki basically just overloaded the the um, Bifrost system and was destroying the entire planet. So I'm thinking to myself, why didn't Odin ever do that? I mean, y'all were at war. He could have just done that too, but I guess Odin didn't want to kill a bunch of people, but they're your enemy. I mean, you all were fighting people dying. You lost an eye through this war. For me, I don't know why he just didn't do that in the first place, but there were certain decisions I think that Loki was making that was actually better than Odin and much better than Thor. I thought Loki's plan to basically attract the Frost Giants there and then take them out and end the war, essentially, because they had restarted the war thanks to Thor. I thought it was a brilliant plan. I thought Loki actually did 
good. I mean, I honestly was kind of siding with him. Now, I didn't side on with him as far as the jealousy of his own brother and all that type of stuff. But the way to handle the Frost Giants, I mean, he had a valid point. I'm just saying. And then, of course, one of the things I noticed now watching this movie is the jump cut fighting. I don't understand why you can't just see two people fighting. I mean, why does it have to be? And this is a Marvel thing. Marvel does this all the time where it's just they have action scenes, but it's just cut, 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 cut. And it looks horrible. I was trying to watch Thor and Loki fight and it's just the cutting was just so terrible. You really couldn't understand what was going on. And it's like, why didn't you notice before or notice this before? And again, it comes to seeing all the new Marvel movies because they all do them. It's, you can never really get a one-on-one -on -one fight. I think Shang-Chi was the first one that really put some martial arts behind it. That's because it was a martial arts-based movie. And so some of the fight scenes there were pretty good because there wasn't that jump cut fighting style. I guess Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston, maybe they just suck as fight, fighting. I don't know. They just I didn't think there was a need for that. Now, I believe Tom Hiddleston was wearing the Loki crown at the time, too. And he always did say that thing was uncomfortable. So maybe that's why they did it like that, because his fighting just looked stupid with him. Because he couldn't really move or do much with that helmet on. I don't know. But I thought it was just terrible. It, it just killed the movie for me. So looking back at it, did this movie stand the test of time? Yes. I still think this is the best Thor movie, and that's including Love and Thunder, which I haven't seen yet. I've already heard that it's basically a comedy as well. They're doing a lot of the slapstick stuff. They've actually amped it up um, off of Ragnarok, which pisses me off, quite honestly. And it almost makes me not want to go see it, but I'm going to go see it just because I have to review it. I have to look at it. I have to say what is dumb. I mean, maybe it'll surprise me because a lot of times when I have those low expectations, I'll go into a movie and it actually surprises me. They did say there are some serious tones in it, so I guess we'll see. And we know that Hemsworth is capable of doing it because some of the serious things he did in um, Endgame and Infinity War, he really was good. But, you know, Fat Thor, I thought was just atrocious. Ragnarok, stupid. Even Thor's What If episode was just dumb. He just makes him look like a bumbling idiot. And he's not that. I mean, he wasn't introduced that way. He was introduced as a hot-headed, arrogant prick that just wanted to start war. And I get that. I have no problems with that. My problem is to change the tone of the character to now he is just a guardian of the galaxy. And he's even paired with the <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know how much they're in the movie together, but it's just dumb for him to be with that. Even the commercial, when I saw the trailer, I'm just like, that stupid scene where he's like, um, Quinn is talking about the people he loves and he just kind of slides his face in there. It's stupid. Quit making Thor like that. But I guess it's too late now. Thor is what he is. And keep in mind, he's the first... MCU member to have a fourth self-titled movie you know nobody else has this he has four self-titled movies so obviously the MCU likes the direction it's going and again I'm in the minority I know there's a lot of people who like Ragnarok I just don't I do not like Ragnarok I thought it was a stupid movie I thought from what they did was bringing it from 
the serious Thor to this bumbling idiot Thor. I just did not like that transition. But there's a lot of people who do. And if you do, leave your thoughts in the comments. Tell me about it. Do you even like this Thor movie? Do you even remember this Thor movie? Do you think this Thor movie sucks? Let me know in the comments as well. And as always, if you want to see some of my creative work, you can hit me up on www.enigmakid.com. That's www.enigmakid.com. It's your boy Enigma signing off. I will look at Thor Love and Thunder. So, you know, fret not. You will hear a review from me on that. But until then, deuces. Deuces.